All right. Hello, Idiots on Parade, the Too Ugly for TV podcast. Hi, Jake. How's it going? All is well here. Jake, we got lots to talk about. What are we going to talk about? Social justice warriors. They're back in the news and they're bothering me. What? All right, here's here's a weird question. What is the term social justice warrior? Like, I, I feel like I hear that a lot. And most of the time I hear it, it's in sort of like a condescending way. It's it's, it's like um, it's usually from like a conservative person saying they don't like all these like politically correct people or or, or whatever. I mean, I, I usually hear it in like a negative context. You know, if there's people that self-identify as that. I do. Uh, I had a run in with one this week. But here, let, let's open. I just got another story, but we have, have a personal story and then uh, several news stories to talk about social, social justice warriors and uh, why it's a negative term, but people still... So I, I told you to look up this one. Uh, Carrie Fisher passed away a couple days ago. Very sad. Princess Leia is gone. And uh, Steve Martin tweeted, When I was a young man, Carrie Fisher was the most beautiful creature I had ever seen. She turned out to be witty and bright as well. Well, the social justice warriors went to town on him. They're like, how dare you reduce her to just being beautiful? Oh, a beautiful woman can't be witty. You had to learn that she was intelligent later. Like, they're attacking him for his tribute to Carrie Fisher. That's a social justice warrior. Like, maybe someone could say, you know, that is, you know, you could have phrased it differently or it sounds like a little superficial, but the social justice warriors, they're the people that take to Twitter, they jump online, and they just start attacking everything that isn't super completely 100% in line with the most liberal, extreme, screaming social justice rights possible. Does that make sense? Yeah, so you, it's basically people who over, like, I guess the definition of a social justice warrior would be somebody that, that kind of overreacts about shit on the left. Yeah, overreacts to, to everything. It's like there, there seems to be no boundaries to what they can overreact to. It's just, but yeah, they, they, are, they are of the far, far, far left that, you know, if you happen to say, wow, I, I prefer, my wife shaves her armpits and that's what I prefer. How dare you oppress your wife? How dare you not find arm hair beautiful? Armpit hair is, is natural. You're oppressing your wife. She should, you know, like, you know, any comment that is even remotely suggesting anything or not even suggesting anything. So, I, so, so you're saying start. they take shit out of context. Well, they take shit out of context. They create their own context. They're just, they're angry and annoying for no reason other than to be angry and annoying. Yeah, I mean, no, let, I, let, I, let's talk about this I first one. I think the Steve Martin thing was ridiculous. Um, yeah, that's because what actually, stuck if, in that. Well, I thought that was really weird because I, I didn't, I, I don't think it was them taking a small sexist thing and, and making it a 10. You know what I mean? It wasn't them yeah. taking a two and turning it into a 10. It was like, I, I, I feel like he was saying something nice and really not sexist at all. He was saying like, um, they well, took you know, a every, zero and yeah, made it yeah. They were like, everybody kind of knew her is, uh, you know, first knew her as the lady in a bikini attached to job of the hut or whatever. And everybody thought she was good looking and, but you, you know, she's also really, really intelligent and really, really, uh, you know, smart or whatever. And so it's, it's, it's like that. It's kind of like what they're saying. Like what they're saying is going. Well, you shouldn't. Um, you shouldn't just objectify her for her beauty. And that's that's sort of what he was saying too. I I feel like that. Just anybody who's 
uh, misreading that just didn't. I don't know if they didn't read it through or they're not that bright or they just kind of jumped on the bandwagon without even really reading the tweet. But I'm like, it's only 140 characters. There's no way they couldn't have read it if, if yeah. they're commenting, you know? I think, it's, I think it's all three because the way I take the tweet is, like you just said, people, uh, and let's be politically correct here, uh, people with sight, not the vision impaired – you react to what you see first. You, nobody sees, and, need, and this is not a man or a woman thing, nobody sees another person and goes, wow, look at that person. They're really intelligent. No, you have, like, they did a study that said that physical attraction happens in less time than it takes to blink your eye. Like, it's a fraction of a second you look at someone and decide whether or not you personally are attracted to them. So Steve Martin literally did what the world did, said, wow, look at this attractive uh, actress, but guess what? I got to know her, and she is intelligent also and a good person. And he summed that up in 140 characters and social justice warriors. How dare you reduce her to being beautiful just because she's an actress? You talk about how hot she is, and it's like, oh, fuck off. Like, just fuck off. Yeah, no, it was, it was kind of weird. Um, yeah, I, I, I didn't really see what they were uh, see, but, really going at there, you know? I, and, well, there's another one out here right now that... Uh, I have no opinion of. I didn't send it to you because I literally... We, we are recording, uh, ladies and gentlemen. This is posting on New Podcast Monday. We always post on Monday. Uh, we are re recording on Thursday, December 29th. Uh, so you're listening to this. By the way, listeners, Happy New Year. You're listening to this in 2017. We are recording in 2016. Happy New Year from the past. Yes. So this, so I didn't have a chance to send you this link because literally as we sat down to record, it popped up. I'll just read you the news story. America is disgusted by the timing of comedians' racial, quote, joke, joke is in quotes to show they don't think it's funny, about Debbie Reynolds. And uh, it's, okay, so here we go. D.L. Hughley, you know who that is, right, buddy? Oh, yeah. Yeah. So D.L. Hughley tweeted, Debbie Reynolds died a day after her daughter did. Black mamas don't die because they kids do. They cry and say, God, don't make no mistakes. That's the tweet. Here's my th thoughts on it. Um, I don't have any thoughts on it. I don't find it in poor taste. I also don't find it funny. It's just, it is what it is. It's, it, to me, it's a cheap sort of, well, black people be like this and white people be like this joke. And I don't find those overly funny. It seems just No, I mean, of, it's, yeah, I think it's, 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 I can see how that could be considered in a little bit of partage. It's sort of like you're making fun of the lady for dying. And you're I can, making I fun of her for her daughter. Be, well, I'm that, just making, my own personal though. opinion though, is if, I don't if, care. If, if a white comic made that statement oh, about yeah. it, let's say, let's say there was like a famous uh, black act actress who died and then her mother died right afterwards. And, 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 you know, Louis C.K. or somebody were like, well, you know, white mothers are better at that shit because they don't die as much. Or like, like basically, you know, a <laughs> funny way of die. whatever he yeah. said, like if, if just, just flip it, just yeah. fucking do like a, like a, like a double negative or whatever and, 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 and flip that. that yeah. Like people would be losing their shit. And so it's like, I could see how it's, they could be kind of in poor taste, but I mean, fuck it, man. He's, he's a comic. He's making a joke about shit. Like he's not. It's not like he's, he's he's the president or the pope or somebody, you know, making a joke about the lady dying. Like it, fuck it. Like they just do. There's more important shit to get mad about than than this guy. And that's true. And and like I said, I uh, you're right. I will admit that not admit. I do agree that it, it it could be seen as offensive, and I can understand why anybody would see making fun of a mother dying. 
I just responded to it as cheap comedy, like, eh, lame, you know, like that, that was my take yeah, on it. Yeah. I, I didn't really, cause I, you know, I didn't, I, you know, I was not sad when Carrie Fisher, you know, I'm like, oh, that's too bad. You know, like it has no effect on my life. I just look at it as, wow, their families must be sad. I'm not going to joke about that personally, but I also can see a funny joke and, and laugh like just, you know, dark humor is funny. This one, I just didn't right, take right. either way. Yeah. Yeah. No, I mean, it's, uh, yeah. I mean, and, and granted, that's not usually his brand. You know what I mean? He, he doesn't usually, uh, you know, like Gilbert Gottfried or whatever, you know what I mean? Go, go for the shock humor or, yeah. you know what I mean? Like Anthony Jeselnik. So I, I, I could see how people were a little bit put off by it just because it's, it's not, that's not his crowd. That's not maybe uh, came out of left field a little bit, but well, see, yeah. I disagree. I think it is from what I know, maybe is sort of his like black people be like this and white people be like this. Well, so yeah, I can that, see but I'm, I'm not talking about that. Oh, angle, talking about I'm talking about angle, the, yeah. the death angle. Yeah. I think that's what people were upset about. I don't think well, yeah, people yeah, are upset of course because they are. He, he made a white people be like this. Black people would be like this joke. I mean, that's, there's a lot of those. <laughs> yeah. I mean, yeah. And, and this is horrible, uh, but like when I read it and I'm sitting reading the article of, and so people are tweeting at him saying, how dare you, you're a horrible person. I'm reading it and, and reading all the responses. And in my head, I'm thinking of like horrible responses, things I wouldn't tweet, but I'm thinking like, well, of course black mothers don't die because black kids die all the time. They're shooting one another. Zing. That's in poor taste. It's horrible. It's dark humor. Uh, of course black mothers don't die. They don't even know who their kids are. Their grandmothers are raising their kids. Ooh, it's another racist, horrible joke. But these are the thoughts I'm having. And I'm sure that, you know, there would be someone that could make that joke and make it funny. Or I mean, it's obviously racist, but... It's it's a back at you. Does that make sense? He says something offensive, so my brain audically thinks of something even more offensive as the back at you. Like, oh, you're going to say something like this? Boom. It's ribbing. It's it's not meant in the sense of, I'm so clever, I'll get you, or even one-upmanship. It's just the way my brain works. I'm thinking of horrible comments, but I'm not posting them because I know they're horrible comments. You know, I have a censor. Does that make sense? Yeah, fair enough. Yeah, I mean, you know, you filter it out. You know, you you can't be... You can't be posting angry, racist shit online. It's not a good. Uh, it's not a good thing to do. I don't. I, I think if, if if I had to guess, I I, I wasn't following that one at all. I, I'd read the thing. Yeah, about like I said, Steve it just Martin popped thing, up. But, well, no, I mean, yeah, I'm, I'm guessing people were more upset about him making fun of the the, the death thing. But uh, that being said, I feel that the older you are, the less sad it is when you die, right? I mean, I'm not saying it's good that old people die or whatever. I'm just saying that, <laughs> like, you're supposed to die when you get old. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, a, yeah, 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 yeah. a 90-year-old is, uh, is significantly less sad when they die than than a 9-year-old. You know yes. what I'm saying? Yes. Like it's, unless, well, I don't know. Because, see, you, you also got to add sad points if they die in a non-old people way. Yeah, I right. was just going to say, uh, what people aren't discussing here, It's it's. I, I read one article and some of the comments really got angry at the author of the piece that said, I'm not, it's very sad that George Michael and Carrie Fisher died and that Prince died and that this happened, but nobody's talking about how it was addiction. Carrie Fisher had, you know, a, she yeah, I think I, I think for I seen years that article too. Yeah. and Prince prescription pills, and it doesn't make it less sad, but it's like... You, like well, like when the kid in Florida got eaten by the alligator, like you said, one, you have youth, so that's sad because he's, he's two. It's not like a 90-year-old getting eaten by an alligator. That would be kind of like 
almost not funny, but you know, you're like, well, the 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 90 year old couldn't outrun the alligator. I have no idea. But also, yeah. you have the idea of just a tragedy versus, well, they did blow for years and it finally caught up to them. And even though Carrie Fisher was clean and it her, her addictions were tied to. Uh, bipolar or depression. Yeah. Plus, it's you, get, sad. you get more points if it's a gruesome death too. Yes, like you yes. know what I mean. Like if it puts a horrible mental image in your head, getting eaten by an alligator—that's one of the most horrible fucking things. Even even if it was like, even if it was like Charles Manson or Hitler, I'd still be like, ooh, yeah, that's kind of fucking sucks. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, no, it's kind I mean, of deserved. Anyone, <laughs> yeah, I mean, if anyone deserves to be getting eaten by an alligator, it'd be uh, old Charlie Manson and Hitler. Yes. But, uh, God, did the, did the gator have to start with the nutsack? I mean, it, you know, have some <laughs> have some decency there, alligator. What the fuck? Could have could have made it quick. Could have made it humane. Yeah, I mean, but I, so you said you saw that article. Did you see angry comments like, "How dare you talk about their addiction?" At no, time I mean, like I, just, I just saw people post it. You know, and mm-hmm. I, I mean, it was he was getting a lot of reposts, and I, I, I mean, I, I didn't I didn't read the article, so I, I don't know if it was if it was basically. It was very straightforward. Call it him, wasn't judgmental. Him, it wasn't blaming. Yeah, yeah. I mean, just, I could see if they'd be upset if it was if it was judgmental. But I, it seemed to me like I mean, the the people that posted it, the, their comments, what they had to say about it. I mean, you know, just the title of the article. I, it didn't seem like that was what they were going for. I mean, it, it seemed like it was probably like um, somewhere along the lines of like, hey, let's uh, talk more about addiction, about addiction that way. Yeah. Less people OD or whatever, you know. See, now I, I, don't, it, I don't see how oh, that's a bad thing. Well, I mean, this, uh, I saw a couple of people calling it victim blaming. You know, like and like I said, it's tragic. Carrie Fisher had struggled with bipolar and depression, and and alcohol and drugs. They they subdue those horrible thoughts in your head. They 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 make them go away. You know, they they don't disappear completely. So it's not a matter of making fun of someone that's trying to cover a, a mental. I don't want to call sure. it a mental illness, but a problem, a legitimate problem using drugs and alcohol, but you can't talk about it. But, the, you know, like if the article was written in a sense of, well, they deserve to die, fuck them for not getting therapy. Okay, that's insensitive. But when you're saying we need to discuss addiction and ties between drugs and death, early premature death, you know, like Carrie Fisher was 60, you're supposed to live longer than 60. Fuck that. It was not drugs that killed those celebrities. It was the year 2016 <laughs> exactly. and Donald Trump. That is what killed those celebrities. And I will not let you say anything other than that. Yep. Well, let me let me talk about my run-in with a social justice warrior because it's funny that the Steve Martin and Dale Hughley and oh, let's the the movie Passengers. Let's talk that very quickly before we talk my personal. Yeah, experience. I I hadn't heard of it before. I'm not I'm not as up on new movies as I should that's, be. Yeah, that's why I, I sent watched you the, the link. trailer when you when you told me to look it up. And goddamn, it looks good. I, I'm kind of a sucker for uh, futuristic uh, movies. Have you seen that yet? I have not. Um, did you read anything about it? The, the controversy. I told you to look up the movie, but did you hear about the? No, controversy? I just watched that- the uh, trailer. Okay, so listeners, I'm assuming you are more uh, up to date than Jake. But uh, you, you, the as you watched the trailer, Jake, you saw that the humanity is uh, taking a spaceship, a hundred year journey or something, to another planet. So they're put in a in a sleep state, like in the movie Alien. And or like the movie Idiocracy. I was yes. sort of hoping it would be an ultra futuristic <laughs> version of that movie. I was hoping they'd get up and all the scientists were uh, inventing new ways to light their farts on fire or whatever the fuck. 
Okay, actually, I want you to tell me and the listeners what you got out of the trailer. I just gave the premise. They're, they're, they're asleep on a spaceship traveling, uh, you know, thousands of light years to another planet. And what happens, uh, according to the trailer? What happens, according to the trailer, uh, is they, they wake up and everyone appears Who's to be gone. The, the two people. Who are the, the two uh, people? It was, it was a man and a woman. Uh, who are the Chris actors? Chris Pratt and Jennifer Lawrence. Yeah, that's right. Um, they they, uh, they wake up and they're trying to see what the hell's going on because everybody on that ship, which is it, like it's a huge ship. It's basically like a city-sized ship traveling through space. Perfect. I'll stop and, you right there. I'll stop and, oh, you right the, there. Oh, and the robot, there's a, there's a bartender that's a robot. I so would get drunk with a robot bartender. <laughs> Although, like, it's harder to get a robot bartender to kind of warm up to you and give you doubles for the price of singles. That's my problem with that technology. <laughs> you can't make any jokes with them like, haha, that is a funny joke. $5.25. Yeah, you know, like... yeah. You can't flirt with her a little bit, so she pours more in there. You know what I mean? Like, she's immune to my charms, the robot bar. Yes. Okay, so you you got it right, uh, kind of. Uh, the, it's not that everyone else disappeared. It's just that they were the only two that were awake. Everyone else is still asleep. They didn't disappear. So that's what the trailer tells you. Now that the movie is out, what really happens in the movie, and they didn't put this in the trailer, but it's being discussed, Chris Pratt actually gets woken up. And they don't say how, or maybe it was a malfunction. So he spends one year alone on the trip, realizing that he's going to live till age 90 and die while everyone else is still asleep. And he learns about the other passengers and he decides to wake up Jennifer Lawrence. He, like, reads about her, he likes her, he finds her attractive, and he's so bored and lonely after one year, he decides, well, I'm going to wake someone else up. I like this girl. Yeah. So that's the premise. And the, now I read the director and the writer, they talked about it, and they said it was kind of like what He ain't Tom- one of them pervy astronauts that's fondling her while she's still asleep before he wakes her up, is he? No, no, no. Right, but still, it's good, it's good I don't like the kind of astronauts. It's good you asked that because what they just, the, the filmmaker said it's kind of like Castaway if Tom Hanks had the option of being with someone other than Wilson. You know, like, you're, you're trapped on the ship, do you die alone? Or does human contact make you want to wake someone up? Or what do you do? And Chris Pratt wakes up Jennifer Lawrence. And, you know, like, he sort of has a crush on her and uses the information he's, he's read about her to maybe get her to fall in love with him. But there comes the, the focus of the movie is there is a point where Jennifer Lawrence realizes her pod wasn't a malfunction. He woke her up. How do you deal with that? What is the complexity of human relationships? Got it? Yeah, gotcha. Social justice warriors are screaming, rape culture! This is rape culture! How dare Chris Pratt not die alone? He woke her up to fuck her. Rape culture! I don't know if it's a good movie or a bad movie, but they're saying literally the fact that what and you talk about reversing the D.L. Hughley thing. What if they had made the reverse movie where Jennifer Lawrence wakes up, spends a year alone, and decides to wake up Chris Pratt? Would they be crying, rape culture, women are now raping men? But literally, social justice warriors are saying. No, what they'd movie- be crying is like she'd ask him to move something heavy, and they'd be like, This fucking movie says that women can't move stuff that's heavy <laughs> in space. It's saying that they're weak and that they don't P90X ever. And this shit is sexist. That's it, exactly. But, I mean, just from the... A goddamn movie that is supposed to be about human interaction turns into rape culture just because 
a hot guy wakes up a hot chick. First of all, it's a fucking movie. And like you said, he's not in there finger-banging her while she's asleep. Like, well, she'll never know, and I'm going to die. Like, that to me would be creepy rape culture, you know. And they build the creepy into it. They they acknowledge that this guy waking the girl up or sort of stalking her where she's asleep because he's stalking all the passengers is creepy. But that's the whole examination of, of loneliness and what would you do in this situation I don't see it as rape culture, but what the fuck do I know? I'm a white male, so that means I automatically am rape culture personified. Well, yeah, it's 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 kind of weird that uh, I, I mean they would get they would spend that much time going online and bitching about a movie like it's it, it, this is somehow I I don't know affecting things negatively when it's like there's there's actual you know like cover ups of sex crimes on campuses and fucking churches yeah. and shit like people like, are getting oh, three months those, in jail man. for rape yeah you know yeah. what about what about the what about that like dude maybe maybe once all that is uh is taken care of like may, maybe then we can bitch about this space movie but uh until we have an actual rapist who's about to be president the lady who yes. who he was up against uh. who was the candidate for the other major party was basically her husband's Joe Paterno for for decades. So, like, what do you you want to fucking talk about rape culture? What about that fucking shit? Like, what what about our leaders, man? Like, get mad about that as opposed to this movie. You're like, you're bitching about it. One maybe. All right, like one. If you're basically drawing a lot of a lot of weird lines to get it to maybe be a one on that scale where it's like a 10 just fucking won the white house man so i don't know bitch about that well you know what you reminded me of uh did you see the the movie bowling for columbine uh yeah a long time ago so there was the scene where michael moore went and talked to marilyn manson uh because it was said that marilyn the, the dylan and eric listened to marilyn manson i haven't oh, thought yeah, this yeah. in years uh, I haven't thought of this in forever, but they, they said they listened to Marilyn Manson and then they went and shot at the school and they were saying Marilyn Manson's a negative influence and Marilyn Man- they, they went and said, well, on the same day that uh, they were shooting at the school, the president dropped more bombs on Chechnya, I think it was at the time. Uh, who's a bigger influence in life, me and my music or the president? Because I'm going to have to go with the president. And it's like, right. yeah, they take their eye off the ball. It's like, yes, you can be influenced by television. Yes, you are influenced by music. But unless you have a, a shitty home life, it's not going to do anything. I think we've mentioned this on the podcast. When I was a teenager, I listened to Slayer and Venom, Satan metal. You know, the, the Venom was all about Satan, Satan. I can't remember. But it didn't make me worship Satan. I was an angry teenager, and that was my outlet. Like, music and and videos, they are not reality if you have grounding. So family and and influence comes from—I'm sorry, influence comes from family more than music— Unless the family's shitty and ignores the kid, then yeah, they're going to be influenced by music and, and movies more. But that's just it, it goes to shitty parenting, a shitty home life. Well, you know what I think it is when people want to bitch about um, I, I don't know music causing kids to be violent or video games something like that is it's it's an easy thing to point a finger at, you know, and and it and it doesn't require any any anything difficult. Like saying, oh, let's just make this one musician go away, and that's going to end fucking violence among teenagers and shit. 
That's well, yeah. it's a lot easier to call that guy the asshole than uh, just family structure in in our society, and and because that's that's a that's a complicated problem. That that's a hard problem, and there's not an easy solution with that. But just pack putting all that on one guy or one video game or whatever, it's an easy thing to point a finger at. Like it was kind of like we were saying about how they they're getting upset about this movie calling it rape culture or something. It's like, is, is there a problem with, you know, women not being believed when, when something actually happened to them or, you know, cover-ups happening with, I, I, I don't know, higher-ups and companies, sports teams, whatever. There's absolutely a problem with that. But that's a very complex problem to fucking go after, whereas pointing a finger at this movie and being like, fuck that movie, it's an easier thing to do. It's easier to not go watch this movie than it is to, uh, you know, uncover corruption problems on college campuses. So let's fucking, let's not watch the movie and act like we did something. Well, not only that, but say the movie, uh, I could see it being a problem, absolutely, if uh, the movie involved Jennifer Lawrence saying, wait, you woke me up, how dare you? And Chris Pratt going, yeah, you're going to deal with it, and raping her, and then her going, oh, now that you've raped me, I love you. That would be... A really bad movie, and you could say, "Okay, that sends a horrible message." Uh, yeah, yeah. The movie didn't do that. You, you know, you like know what you, movie actually did that. Rocky. Watch the original Rocky. Yes. Holy fucking yeah, shit, yeah. man! I mean, I was stunned when I saw that in modern. Color. I'm like, whoa! Yeah, yeah. You go back that that the first Rocky does not age well. Like none of them were any good after Mickey died. But uh, the first one, oh my god, man! He basically date rapes Adrian. And then the next scene, they're in love. <laughs> yeah. Well, and, and that's and he's, also... he's the good guy. He's the main character. I think that's in The Fountainhead. It's the only Anne Rand book I've ever read because it was so horrible. And I just remember thinking, who the fuck reads this shit? But Howard Rourke, the architect, rapes the shit out of a woman. And then she's like, oh, my God, he's so powerful. And I'm like, what the fuck did I just read? And there's the doorbell. Um <laughs> Okay, let me uh, put you on hold and answer the doorbell. No worries, man. Hold on, buddy. Hello. My name is Elder Price, and I would like to share with you the most amazing book. All right, so I'll I'll edit all that out. Listeners and Jake, what happened was... uh, the postman couldn't fit something in our post office box, so he was putting it on our porch and then rang the doorbell just to let us know it was here and was walking away by the time I got there. So it was literally a ring, there's something on your porch, I'm leaving. I'll bet it's a fucking bomb, man. Oh my god, it probably is. The guy had a beard. How do I know he's actually the postman and not a Taliban? Dude, could be. Could be. So the other thought I was having before the doorbell rang was, uh, so you said it's easier to point fingers at a movie than it is to take on a complex problem. Yeah. Um, I actually read that, that very comment, um, somewhere involving the whole Steve Martin thing. Someone said, oh, great, you made Steve Martin delete a tweet. Uh, That solves all the problems now of sexism and treating women as objects. Like, it was a very funny, sarcastic comment saying, yeah, instead of talking about sexism, let's take this tweet out of context and get really mad at Steve Martin, who was probably genuinely sad by the loss of someone he knew, and, you know, you read his tweet the way you wanted to and then got angry at him. That, That's right. Like, this this guy is mourning a friend and... Fuck that. He's an, he's, he's an oppressor, worse than the Nazis. First, Steve Martin kept his tweet on Twitter, and I said nothing. <laughs> slippery slope to fascism. 
Well, let's talk about my personal experience this past week. So, I have a friend who is a trans woman. I'm not sure how to phrase When I met her, she was a man, uh, gay, and then over the course, a comedian, uh, I worked with her as a man, uh, as a gay man, and then over the course of a year or two, finally decided, you know what, I've been keeping this inside. It's not just that I'm gay. Uh, maybe I was using, I don't remember exactly, maybe you said I was using gay as a cover for what I really am, but I'm, I'm beginning my transition now. And so it's, it's, it's a, she's a she now and, um, moved, I believe, I can't remember where, you know, comedians, you bump into them and then you remain friends, but you don't really follow them. You know what I mean? You don't see them all the time. You just work with them. So, so she lives somewhere else now. And I saw a post on Facebook where she made a comment about her breasts coming in. And it was a joke. Um, I don't remember the joke, but she said, well, my tits are here. And she referred to them as her tits. She said, my tits just popped a button. I guess I'm a real woman now. And I made a comment on the thread. Like, people were making jokey comments because it was a jokey status. And I made a comment about her period. Well, then all shit broke loose and people started attacking me. And I, I say attacking, and I, don't, I didn't feel attacked. I'm just like, wow, I pissed you people off. But What'd I she say? Or what'd you say? She, I, I made a comment about her period. She said, my tits. And I said, well, what about your period? I don't remember. But it was, it was a period joke. And uh, um, so these people start saying, oh, you're a horrible, how dare you fuck off. And I quickly messaged my friend and said, hey, I did not mean to start a fight on your profile. And she said, no, no, I got it. It's a joke. Uh, you know, it stings, but it's funny. I laughed. And I said, okay, good. And so my friend and I are good. My friend said, I laughed at your joke. Right. And... I said, okay, good. I didn't mean it as an attack. And she goes, no, no, you're a comedian. I'm a comedian. I got it. Well, one of her friends starts messaging me on the side and is just like, how dare you? That was not funny. And I said, well, it wasn't funny to you. No, it's not funny. And then she sends me this link uh, to an article from everydayfeminism.com that says, that the title is, so you got called out on social media by someone more marginalized than you. And it's a step-by-step step of how I was supposed to react. Like, I, in the thread, I said, okay, it's a joke. Lighten up, everyone. And then that made them more angry, which I get was the wrong thing to do, telling someone to lighten up. One of the things the, the So You Got Called Out article says is you should just ignore it and listen. And I'm like, okay, I'm with you on the first part. I should have ignored everyone, but I didn't. I, I'm not going to fucking listen to you because if I'm cool with my friend and my friend is cool with me and the joke wasn't an attack, you know, like everyone knows the difference between and like, no, you're not a woman. Fuck you. You still have a penis, you piece of shit or something like that. You know, something rude or not funny. But if she's making a comment about her tits and I'm saying, well, did you get your period yet or something like that? I don't, I, the whole point is like, I guess if you're cool, if your friend is cool with you and you're cool with your friend, everybody else piling on and trying to act defensive and like, how dare you? That's not funny. It's not funny to you. And if, and I would, I, as a stranger, I would never go onto your profile and make a comment about you. So maybe have some trust in the fact that I know my friend, my friend knows me and this doesn't involve you. Like I would never go onto some stranger's profile and make a comment about them in any way, shape, or well, form. Plus, what I what I don't think a lot of people realize about comics in general is like we, we tend to bust each other's balls a lot. And yes, like, and like more more, yeah. more than most people, you know. And so I I could see how something like that it could come off as kind of shitty or whatever. But I, I don't know. At the, at the same time, like yeah, I, like 
if 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 she doesn't give a fuck, like what do you? Did she post anything about it when all these people were? Uh... No, she just liked my comment where I I put a comment uh, where everybody was saying stuff. I well, said, even, you know, even that's written... enough. Like she clicked yeah. like on the fucking thing. Like what? Do you... What? Screenshot yeah, exactly. her name under likes. No, and then post I wanted it, to. It, yeah, it's true. Gotta, I don't want to get them. You yeah, know what? Because yeah. because then they will like. How dare you take this? I like. I will take the heat, and I did. It's like you know what? I'm not going to get her involved in this. That's why I messenger on the side. I don't want her to come to my defense. She did her little like. It's a statement, and it's like you know what? We're good. But I'm getting these messages, you know, there's a difference between oppression and the art of comedy. Because I said, you know, I put, I made a joke. And I said the the, the original post about her tits was a joke. I just made a joke along the same lines. Maybe you didn't like it. That's fine. And she and she responds, this woman that's attacking me, attack, I say attacking, but she's just angry and messaging me. And I don't feel attacked. I just feel like, wow, you have too much time on your hands. She's like, not everything is funny to all people. Stop being an asshole. And I'm like... You know, you hit it the first one right there. Not everything is funny to all people, and this wasn't funny to you, but you messaging me and calling me an asshole kind of makes you the asshole because I didn't message you or go on the board and say, fuck all of you, it's funny and you have to laugh. Like, that's the social justice thing is, if I see something online I don't like, I just shrug and move on with my life. I don't start a fight. Yeah, I I think what it is is it's sort of like... um... I think a lot of people romanticize about sort of changing society for the better, but they're also kind of fucking lazy, you know? And so if, if they can, if they can just, I don't know, type some shit at somebody online, they feel like they've done something, but you you know, is, is that, is that actually going to standing rock and, and, and protesting? No, man. So they, they don't have the, time or the the effort to, to fucking actually go out and protest and march or anything and so they i don't know they they, they decide they're just gonna pick a random person online and fucking tweet at them and that's they they feel like they're doing something i i, I not, because i i think that's not even a random I, person steve martin dl hughley i you right. know my my thing is very small compared to them it was just one person messaging me on the side uh and several you know saying nasty things in the thread, which I unfollowed. I'm like, you know what? I am not going to get in this fight. I made a couple stupid comments. I, I put like, uh, you know, like I said, like, okay, whatever. You don't get the joke. No, it's not a joke. It's not funny. It's oppression. And then that's when I'm like, I'm done. I'm not going to get in this fight. But yeah, it, it, like you say, it's it's the... But did we talk about this uh, after the election? Because I wrote a whole article on this. Oh, we did. The the Where I got called a Nazi, where I said... We talked about this, but the whole point, I wrote, I wrote an article where I said, uh, the part of the problem with social justice warriors is they spend so much time yelling at people that they turn those people off. And that's in part why 46% of people, you know, stayed home from the election is, is, you know, you don't really raise sympathy to your cause by yelling at people. No, it's, that's true, man. And, and I think, uh, I, I mean, and that's, that's true with the, with a lot of different things. Like I, I, for example, am an atheist as, as are you. And I, yeah. I feel I'm that agnostic. Uh, I'm, the, I'm the atheist pussy. I'm the pussy atheist. There's something going on that I don't understand, but it definitely has nothing to do with the Bible or the Torah or the Quran. Nah, or fuck that. I'm a hardliner. I understand it all. <laughs> <laughs> I understand it all, world. I got this. 
No, I, I mean, I, I don't know. I, I think that, like, uh, it's basically we're, we're just kind of animals that uh, developed weird big brains and that we think abstractly about stuff or, you know, yeah, we're a monkey that ate mushrooms or something. but we're not standing outside of something. churches with protest cards going, you people are stupid. Yeah, and yeah. even when I do now, make fun of a Christian, I know I'm not bringing her over to my side. When I make fun of a Christian, I know they're not looking at me going, wow, what a, what a salient point. I need to listen to this asshole. No, I'm, when I make fun of a Christian, they just... They entrench in their beliefs because I'm being an asshole. Right, right, and and I think that what a lot of now there there is stuff that's worth protesting, like from an atheist standpoint. Uh, Legislation, like, yes. Uh, uh, yeah, yeah, like like the bullshit religious laws affecting um, I, I I don't know gay marriage or like you know yeah. high school textbooks having creationism in them. You, you know, just shit like that. It's it's like yeah, it's it's kind of where the fight should be. Where those groups are trying to not remember, the like Jesus the, the Jesus snowplows, or you yeah. know, trying to take nativity scenes out of parks or whatever. It's like, what the fuck do you care? All that's going to do is is piss off the uh, like the just kind of like moderate religious people, and they're not going to want to listen to you. Like they're 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 gonna they're gonna drone you out to where your your voice now means nothing. Um, so when something does come along, when some kind of legislation that uh, prohibits uh, abortion or gay marriage or if something when it comes along and and the atheists are protesting again they're not gonna they're not gonna listen to you they're just gonna be like oh it's those fuckers that don't want us to have Jesus on uh, park benches it or becomes whatever. like it, yeah the boy who cried wolf yeah yeah exactly and so it's like it's it, it's like all these protests about Donald Trump right now the man's not even in office yet I I, I, I get half of one you know what I mean right after he gets elected I I, I get I, I get I get having one on inauguration day, but then other than that, it's like wait wait for him to do something. If if you're gonna have like I don't know if it's the same, um, like in in Iowa, but I know out here I'm getting invites to fucking stop Trump protests every goddamn week, and it's like no okay, out here people voted for him. Remember, just not where I live because it's a college town. But uh, <laughs> well, yeah, yeah, I mean it, these dumb fucking farmers thought, hey Trump, he's a good idea. Yeah, yeah, but that's what I'm saying is in the college town, you know, like that's it's it's a pretty liberal place, man. But I don't know if they're if they're having a fucking protest every week. But the thing is, is like when this guy does come to pass some kind of xenophobic legislation or whatever and and a bunch of us protests in, it's not going to mean shit. They're just going to be like, oh, the liberals are protesting again. It must be Tuesday. Fuck them. Like that's that's all that's going to happen. And so, like, yeah, by, by jumping on every. Every, down everybody's throat for every little thing. All, all it does is it makes people actively not want to side with you on shit, and and it, it makes people drone you out. You know. I mean, it's like I I, I when I was uh, dealing with this social justice warrior, I said I, I can't remember how I phrased it, but I'm like I am not the kind of person that would ever you know, get a message and go, well, fuck it. Next time I'm voting for Trump because this person messaged me. However, there are people out there who maybe like they wouldn't vote for Trump because they're so, they got yelled at, but they would just sit home and say, fuck it. I'm like, you just said, it's all, they're just, I'm getting yelled at. I'm tired of every fucking thing I do is wrong. So I'm just done. You know, they just, they tune out of the process. Yeah. I, well, I think there's like a certain, I, I don't know. There's a certain almost pride 
that, 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 that people who are, you know, I, I guess as you would define as a social justice warrior, it just seems like a weird term to me. But anyway, there's a lot of people out there who, who kind of take like a pride in being offended at things. And so yeah. they, they're like, they feel like if they find a thing to get offended about, that's almost like. I don't know, finding a, a, a good restaurant or something or finding the next good cocktails. They're like, hey, oh, look at this. We get pissed off at this fucking shit. Look at the Muppet Babies. Huh? Why is, why is Piggy, uh, why is Miss Piggy always fat and hooking up with the little green dude? Are they saying that, uh, you, you know, and, and, and they'll just fucking find some weird shit. And yeah, it's, it's, it's. It's ridiculous. Are man. they saying she couldn't get Grover? Yeah, you saying you saying she couldn't fuck the Cookie Monster? She's got to settle for the frog. <laughs> you saying she's too fat to have cookies? Are you fat shaming Miss Piggy? You Jim Henson son of a bitch! You're worse than the Cook- Nazis. Cookie Monster right. probably eat her out better because he's you know ah rah, 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 and then, but then Kermit has the tongue so let's make it sexual what I don't know man I think dude you know who I think would be the best Muppet in the sack you know is is probably it, okay it's probably uh, the, the the Count I I feel like he's got his shit together uh, he's probably gotten a lot of women he's the most experienced I'm going with Count I'll bet. I'll bet the count throws the best fucking a uh, lady muppet. Well, I I don't know, oh, man. I, I my brain isn't working that way. I'm I'm a horrible sexual deviant, so my brain went with which muppet would I fuck? Um, and the only one I can well, think I wouldn't of fuck is... any muppets, you sicko. You need <laughs> Jesus. As an atheist, I never say that, but you need Christ. I can't think of her name, but it's it's the the Muppet in the band. The, oh, really? The the sort of hippie one. Well, there's the not enough female Muppets for me to really. It's this like is I true, only yeah. know Miss Piggy, and I, I don't even know the one you're talking about. I know there's like the Beaker, and what's her name? Like Beaker, and then he's got like a sister. Beaker's is is a guy when he's well, got the, a sister, right? Doctor Benson Honeydew. No, hold on. Let me look up the Doctor Love Band. Because I can, I can tell you who, uh, if, if uh, they have it. Dr. Teeth and the Electric Mayhem is the name of the band. And um, Dr. Teeth, Animal, Floyd, Pepper, Janice. Janice on guitar. So it's Janice is the Muppet in Dr. Teeth. Yeah, she's the, oh, really? So, wow, this, this, uh, this podcast took a turn for the weird. Actually, we uh, social my, justice my girlfriend is, to... is doing work in the back. Uh, she, she's kind of like working on stuff. And she overheard that. She's telling me Gonzo. She thinks Gonzo would be the best Muppet in the sack. Uh, He'd be a freak. I could be a freak. Oh, because his nose. He's got a big nose. Oh, yeah. Yeah. My girlfriend's a freak, dude. Yeah. You know what they say about guys with big noses is that they can use those noses, you know what I mean, to please orifices if they're big enough. If they're big enough. But Gonzo is always trying to fuck chickens. He's trying to. Wait, Gonzo tries to fuck chickens? No, I am He's offended am- by by the Muppets. <laughs> you shouldn't be telling kids it's all right to fuck chickens. It's it's the theme. He's always in love with chickens. Go you back to the very first chickens. Muppet movie. Yeah. No, and that Gonzo can't just be a casual chickens. thing. It can't be like, oh, this is Gonzo. He happens to fuck chickens. If you want to have a children's show where there's a chicken fucker, <laughs> it has to be very much a defining characteristic. 
and it has to be considered negative by the other characters on the show. Uh, as, as South Park, when the chicken fucker's trying to teach kids to read, because they thought rereading was boring, so the chicken fucker would fuck chickens, and uh, he created a mystery for them. Even South Park had the, the decency to consider to make him chicken a fucking yeah. a negative thing, and those guys are degenerates. <laughs> that show, is, is, it's, it, it prides itself on being filthy and disgusting. But even they knew chicken fucking was a bad thing. All right, kids. Wow, this was a lot of fun, and it took a really interesting turn. But, Jake, guess what? We are almost... Well, I have to edit out the whole doorbell, but we are about to hit 45 minutes before really? I edit out 45 the doorbell minutes? thing. Yeah. This thing went fast. It was fun. It we, did. We I talked. didn't even think we, we were at a half hour yet. I was surprised when we were even going to yeah. be at a half hour. Now, kids, uh, let us know your thoughts on Social Justice Warriors, the movie Passengers. It's uh, a Steve weird Martin, term. I don't Carrie really like Fisher. that term. I feel like it's trying to – because I agree with, like, most of the uh, – I mean, I, I agree with their general, like, message. Like, yeah, you shouldn't be, like, racist or homophobic or whatever. But I, I, I don't know. But then some of that shit that I, – I mean, I guess they they use the term for for Social Justice Warriors, like the weird going after Steve Martin because he said uh, – you know, Carrie Fisher Beautiful was smart before. and attractive or whatever. Like yeah. that, I mean, it's it's just like, yeah, that's that's definitely no good. I, I mean, I, I agree you shouldn't say sexist shit about dead people, but if unless you're saying sexist shit about dead people, you shouldn't get yelled at on Twitter for it too, man. God, I'm just yeah. rambling at this point. I, I, I just think it's a weird term. I still don't know if anyone self-identifies as that. Do you know that? If, uh, if people, people consider themselves social. What a douchebag you have to be. To, cons- to call yourself any kind of warrior unless you're literally carrying a rifle into battle going to war. <laughs> like, if, if, you're, if you're down... Like, I'm you carrying know, my fingers to the keyboard. Yeah, you're, 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 not a, you're not a warrior. You're like a social justice advocate. That sounds way less douchey. I, could even, I would even consider taking a turn. Sure, man, I've, I've reposted some articles that talk about things that I don't think is right. I'm a social justice advocate, but warrior? Are you okay? Unless you either have to be going into a war, or you have to be a member of the gang Racism from the 1980s is classic or 1970s classic, the Warriors. If you are in the gang, the Warriors, then that's fine. And they kind of yeah. went to gang war, so that's that's the same. Yeah. Racism is a war, my friend. We're fighting it. Yeah, but they're not fighting. They're tweeting, so they should be advocates, right? They're social justice <laughs> advocates. Or, oh. Listeners, tell us what you think. Comment on SoundCloud. Send Jake a message, jakevefford.com. I'd be shocked send if anyone self-identified as, as, as a social justice warrior. It just sounds well, like mean, it's a condescending term. You know what I mean? Like, oh, who's a little warrior? They're condescending people. Means. Yeah, but no, I mean, but I'm <laughs> saying, like, it's a, it's a term that, like, it sounds like if you said it, like, to somebody, like, it's clearly a condescending thing. You know what I'm saying? It's just, just the term is inherently condescending. Like it's, 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 a, it's a wild exaggeration. The warrior thing. So it's, it's, uh, it's kind of like when you, when you, when you call somebody tough guy, like, Hey, tough guy, no one, no one ever, <laughs> no one ever calls themselves like, Oh me, I'm a tough guy. <laughs> like no one ever, it's clearly like a condescending term as social justice warrior is the, Hey, tough guy of, uh, I don't know, like angry lefty people online who fucking go nuts about nothing. Well, that's what they do. They go nuts about nothing. All right, kids, thanks for listening. Later.